has already made you feel welcome in one way or the other. If you want some information about our church, it is here. This morning, make sure you take one of these out and read it very carefully so you don't miss out on one thing. I'm Denny Kreisig, one of the pastors here, and we are honored that you're here this morning. And we're excited about what God is doing and has done and will do. And we're just delighted that you're a part of that. I want to point out, I usually don't point out the screen, but I want to make sure that uh, those of you who are parents and those of you who wonder why it's there, that right underneath the screen this morning, you'll see that black box. And every so often, a number will show up. And that's our new parent paging system. Maybe every once in a while you've seen it on the screen, but now it's in that number form. And it's just a number so that when you're a parent, you get one and you receive it on the way in. It only does numbers. So if you see the word help printed out on it, you know there's sheer panic somewhere <laughs> in our system. But uh, if you're a parent and if you're not, obviously, and you see that and wonder what it's all about, we wanted to make sure that you know that this morning. Today's the very first Sunday for it. So, uh, we may have some bugs to work out, but it's going to be there on a regular basis. How many are planning on coming Christmas Eve? All of you? We're going to have a great night together, a really special night together. I love Christmas Eve services probably more than any other service that we do. I know that's that part of the year. It's the family gathering. It's the uh, memory of Christ. It's the honor of the celebration of life that we have in Jesus. There's so many wonderful things that take place that night. And I get to see more people that night than in any other time of the year. And it is so much fun. For the last number of years, we've printed tickets, and we did it again this morning. They're out there this morning right after this service and obviously after the next. What I want to make sure that you understand is a clear understanding of what the tickets are all about. There are three different ones for three different services, four, six, and eight. The four and the six service have child care to them, so that may help you decide which one you want to attend. What I want to make sure that you understand is that it's really important for you to take one the question that we always have year after year is if why if I'm taking it, you're not collecting it. What it does is it helps us determine how many will be at each service so that we can prepare well for that. But it's also an opportunity for you to serve. It helps us prepare so that we know this one's going to be full and we'll encourage you the week before the 22nd to say, you just need to know these are full to come to this one. But it's also an opportunity for you to serve. You will serve the church family, the CAC family, by helping us prepare for a really wonderful experience for a lot of our guests and visitors that night. And some people get upset because they didn't collect them or I had a ticket. It's no guarantee of a seat. You came at five to six. I had a ticket. How come I didn't get a seat? Well, the honest answer is because it's full. Now, I know there's a better answer than that, and I'm sure there is, but it's full. It helps us prepare, but you get to serve that night and serve the family, serve the CAC family, and serve our guests and visitors that night. So if you can help us out that way, we would really appreciate it. Right out the center doors to the left on your way out this morning. A lot of other great information in here. Some of it will be explained this morning. Some of it's very explanatory in its writing about missions and missions giving. Pastor Bob's going to talk about missions and the opportunity we have to partner with people this morning. So read all of those carefully. If you can help us out in any way, we would appreciate that. We're going to do something very unique this year. We're going to have a Christmas baptism service next Sunday night. Originally, we talked about the 8th. Now there's a storm coming through, so I'm glad we knew what we were doing and we planned it for the 15th. But it's going to be next Sunday night at 6 o'clock. If you're interested, you need to sign up this morning so that you can come to the class this week at 6 and then celebrate what God is doing in your life and the celebration with the people of God, the family of God, of the birth of Christ in your personal life is an incredible time to share that with family. So uh, invite some folks, invite some family members, invite those that are trying to figure out what Christianity is all about, 
What does it mean to commit my life to Christ? What does it mean to follow him? What does that look like? And what do Christians do? Maybe you've got some family members or some friends who really don't understand what Christianity is all about. It'd be a great night to let them experience something like that. I stood there this morning, and I had already had it written in my notes, but with thousands of churches closing their door every year, do you realize how blessed we are? I mean, when I look around this place, and I see you, and I'm here, and we came on Friday night for the concert and Christmas concert and, and all the things that go on here, I, I'm constantly, continually overwhelmed with how unbelievably blessed we are. And again, with thousands of churches closing their doors year after year after year, hundreds and hundreds of churches, it is overwhelming to be so blessed by God. Not that they weren't, but we just recognize how blessed by God we are. And we're thrilled to be able to share that. Are we perfect? Of course not. But we are amazingly blessed. Twice a year, we offer membership class here to those who want to find out more about Community Alliance Church or are interested in joining. We have anywhere from 15 to 50 at every single class, I ask a question. I ask a number of them, but every single class, I always answer, ask one question. Why us? Why Community Alliance Church? There are some great churches in the community. Why us? Why did you choose Community Alliance Church? The top answers have remained the same year after year and are represented in what you're going to hear this morning. The top answers are relevant biblical preaching, Great ministry to my children and my kids, exciting and uplifting music and relationships. Every single time I ask the question, I always get the same top four answers. Number of other answers, one this year that was unique, you keep me awake. I can live with that. I mean, that was literally his answer. You keep me awake on Sunday morning. Said I will continue to do my best to do that on a regular basis. But every year, those are the answers. Relevant biblical preaching. People are looking. 50% of our church is former high church, Roman Catholic, Episcopalian, Lutheran, who are looking for teaching from the Bible, who really want to understand what the Word of God is all about. They love our music. They love what God is doing here. They love the opportunity to sing and celebrate. They are overwhelmed with what God's doing in the life of their children and their kids, and they love and are looking for relationships. Over the last number of years, I have noticed a turn of events where... It's different than what many of us grew up with, and that is phrases like this. My kids love this place. My kids wanted to come here. My kids chose this church. I've heard those answers over the last four or five years, and I'm overwhelmed with that because you and I both remember who are older having been dragged to church or dragging our kids to church. And now here they are in high school and junior high and fifth and sixth grade and younger children saying, my kids chose this church. My kids wanted to be here. They love this place from Wombaland to Upstreet to E56 on Wednesday night to our fifth and sixth graders to seventh and eighth and TNL on Thursday night and SNL Sunday night to our high schoolers. Every single week, 250 to 350 children and youth are influenced by an incredible staff and volunteers. When you faithfully support the ministries of Community Alliance Church, you're involved in seeing lives change forever. Isn't that awesome to be a part of something like that? Three years ago, we made a conscious decision to change our concept of annual congregational meeting where reports are read and budgets are passed and 80 to 85 people there on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night to a Sunday morning ministry celebration where one Sunday a year we highlight and celebrate God's goodness to us. You have a ballot and we'll pass a budget. But there's more than that. 
It's an opportunity to be reminded of how blessed we are. It's an opportunity for me and you to know what our investment is doing, where we can be involved, what we're excited about, and what we're looking forward to. You're going to hear audibly and see visually what God is doing and why we're excited about people being transformed by faith in Christ who are growing deeply in wisdom and really intentional in relationships and service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the celebration of the goodness and greatness of God at Community Alliance Church. Here at Community Alliance Church, our purpose as a worship ministry is clear, and that's to lead. To lead people into the presence of God where their lives can be transformed. We desire to be a community of highly effective God worshipers who are willing to come boldly to His throne of grace, as Hebrews 4 describes, who embrace our God-given identity as priests to serve our God, wisely stewarding the gifts that God has given us, and who gather with the body of Christ, expecting to be met by our Creator God. For us, the scriptures are foundational to everything we do as a platform ministry team. We call this core, and this is where we seek to understand the biblical foundations of worship. We work at honing our craft, gifts and skills that God has given in such a way that befits the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And although none of us is perfect, we talk about the importance of our character as worshipers of God on and off the platform. As a worship leadership team, we acknowledge we are not called to just lead people in songs. Rather, we are called to lead people into transformation that caused them to become more and more like Jesus Christ. So, worship first, our art second. This really is a dynamic ministry to be a part of for so many reasons as I've already mentioned. But listen to the stories of those who serve on the front lines of our worship team. Listen to how their lives have been impacted. I think what excites me about the worship ministry at Community Alliance is uh, just the, the hunger of our worship team to minister to the heart of God. Um, it, what's unique about our team, uh, as to some of the other teams that we've met, is most everybody on our team has uh, a calling from God on their lives uh, for some aspect of worship ministry. And that really diversifies our worship team and uh, really makes it an interesting place to, uh, to grow and to work with really began to realize what my purpose was uh, being with the worship ministry it wasn't it wasn't just about getting up there and singing uh, in, in, you know earlier when I was in another church in another it was a choir I, I felt like we were just singing to the congregation I didn't feel like I was leading uh, here it's different I feel like a leader I, I feel and I want to be that leader yeah I, I want to be somebody uh, that will maybe push someone just to, to that point where they say, you know, I, I want to be a part of that too. I, I want to feel that too. We have an opportunity to prepare people's hearts and create this opportunity for our congregation to worship God. And it's a responsibility, but at the same time, it's very humbling to know that I have a command from God to do the best of what I do. Because if I don't do it, and if I, if I just take myself out of the equation and play the way that he wants me to play, someone might be touched in such a way that they are able to come before the presence of God and worship him in a manner in which they never would have before. 
I think the biggest thing that I have learned over the past few years is that my focus on worship needed to go through a major facelift. By that I mean, I used to come to church thinking about what I was going to get out of the service. And God has taught me it's not about me, it's all about Him. And so because of that, I've kind of done a, a major 360 shift in my thinking. Um, and I'm, I'm actively worshiping God and giving Him the attention that He so richly deserves. This has made worship so exciting for me, and I just love it. And that's what the heart of worship is all about here at Community Alliance. Those that have been given a gifting or a calling to lead in worship, there are multiple ministry groups within our worship team that allow them to be used to encourage our congregation. Some of these include our worship band, our worship lead vocals, worship ensemble, community worship voices choir, worship production arts, which includes our audio, video, lighting, and staging teams. Is this a ministry you believe God may be calling you to be a part of? We're excited to partner with you in the ministry of worship. So join us as we seek to become a community of highly effective God worshipers. sneak up here while it was still uh, dark. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Moses told the Israelites as he was writing down the law, he wrote these words, these are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children and their children after them, may fear the Lord your God as long as you live, by keeping all his decrees and commands that I, have, that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey, so that it will go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. And, and what, what Moses is telling them and what he's telling us this morning is that wherever we the church are at, whatever we the church are doing, we do it together. That you're going to hear much today about partnerships. That the church is a partnership as we come together to help each other on this spiritual journey. That those that you are sitting among this morning are your partners. Working together to be the people transformed by faith in Christ, growing in wisdom and intentional in relationships and service. That the discipleship ministries of our church, of which I have the privilege of overseeing, that we are designed to assist one another in understanding the mind of Christ, that we might live lives pleasing to God, dependent upon Him, that we strive to lead each other into transformation by helping to understand the basic teachings of the faith that will transform our minds and renew the way we think, that we strive to help us grow in wisdom, Understanding the basic disciplines of life that will lead us towards lives worthy of the call of Christ.
and that we strive to give us the tools to enhance our relationships with God and with one another. We seek to provide each other various opportunities in faith, wisdom, and relationships and service throughout the year. Perhaps the best opportunity for us to grow comes through small groups. In the last two to three years, the number of groups and participants in groups, partners in ministry, have doubled as more of us have become intentional in our own faith and spiritual development. We're excited about new groups starting up, about new partnerships beginning. Excited about people like the McClisters and Shockeys, the Shingletons and Sherrys, the Millers, who have stepped into leadership of groups, enabling more of us to experience the transforming environment of small groups. One of the exciting things this past year has been what what is happening in our, our men's and women's ministry. Men and women coming together, walking together, working together. Community Women has 25 to 30 women come together on Tuesday morning to experience the transformation that comes from learning and applying God's word to our lives. With a greater emphasis on on our global responsibility, these women interact with and, and provide for our missionaries around the world. We also come together on Wednesday morning and Thursday nights in specific small groups for single women and young moms. That together we have over a hundred women partnering together. Our newest partnership is with our men. Unashamed Men of Purpose has grown from five men to as many as 60 men meeting Wednesday mornings and Thursday nights for the purpose of moving men of our church from casual observers to leaders in our homes, in our church, in our workplaces, and our community. That over 150 of us gathered for the first annual Unashamed Men's Conference and stepped up to courageous manhood. This next year promises to be even better, as we believe more of us will step up and determine to be transformed by faith in Christ, growing in our wisdom and intentional in our, in our partnerships, in our relationships and service. So I ask you this morning, as, as, the, as the pastor, as the leader of Discipleship Ministries, where are you on your journey? Whom are you partnering with? Because none of us can go it alone. What is the next step that we each need to take to experience the fullness of the life that God has for us? How will this year see us move from casual observers to leaders in our homes, in our church, in our workplaces, and in our community? Second Chronicles chapter 16 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Discipleship Ministries is fully committed to partnering with one another, that we are in this journey together. Now I want you to direct your attention back to the screen as we hear of another way that we, Community Alliance Church, partner together. Good morning. I'm Connie Kreisick. As the children's pastor, I have the joy and privilege of leading our children's ministries. We are excited to partner with our parents and families as they nurture their children's spiritual growth because what happens at home is more important than what happens here. Our children's ministry has two environments designed just for kids, and the kids love it. 
It is great to see their eyes light up and to see their excitement each week as they come into Wombaland and Upstreet. Some have even cried when it was time to go home. We believe that two combined influences have a greater impact than either influence could alone. That is why we love the color orange. When we combine yellow, the light of the church, with red, the love of the family, we get a stronger, more vibrant color, which is orange. We partner with the parents to help their kids see God for who He is, see themselves the way God does, and love others the way He does. How do we do that? At church, we believe in large group experiences that will captivate the kids' attention and teach them more about God. When you have a preschooler quote their memory verse at home or jump around the house with makeshift capes repeating, I can be super with God, you know that their lives are being transformed by what they are learning. We also believe in small group experiences where kids can connect and build friendships with the same leader and the same kids week to week. The best part of this year has been to see our kids' lives transformed as they dig deeper into God's Word, develop friendships with peers and small group leaders, and share what joys and struggles they have in their lives. It has also been a joy to see our small group leaders grow in their walk with God, as well as connecting and building friendships with each other. At home, we provide several different ways for the parents to use key times in their day, like mealtime, driving in the car, bedtime, or just when they're hanging out to remind their kids about what they are learning and to share what they think. As we look to the coming year, I am asking that each of you would pray for our parents that they will remain faithful to their responsibility for the spiritual formation of their children and that they will always yield to the leading of the Spirit in the life of their family. Our desire is to continue providing that first look at the Heavenly Father for our little ones in Wombaland to continue building foundation of strong faith and teaching our upstreet kids to live the life apps and bottom lines every day in their lives, and to continue empowering and encouraging our parents as they lead their families in their walk with God. When we stand before the Lord, it will not matter how many awards our kids had, how many games they won, what their GPA was, or how well they played that instrument, but what will matter is how we taught them through our words and our actions to love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, and with all their strength, and to love their neighbor as themselves. To me, there is nothing better than seeing that little one light up as they sing, Jesus Loves Me, or listening to that child pray with a pure faith, or listening as they share their joys and hurts. If you would love to make a difference in the life of a child, it would be an honor to talk with you further about how God can use your gifts. Good morning. Going to introduce me. <laughs> the word says in 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, life, love, faith, and purity. That's what we really are all about. We're a discipling ministry, and in keeping with what Connie just said, we want to partner with parents. We want to partner with you to uh, help your children become fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. We're a discipling ministry. Uh, a ministry that has uh, been established to minister to kids at whatever level of spiritual maturity that they find themselves, from that curious kid who uh, walks through the door to the fully devoted kid, the, the kid who wants to be a leader. We, we want to see lives transformed. Our ministry covers uh, grades 5th through 12th. 
I just I was curious, how many of you have been a part of CAC uh, youth or had a student of yours go through CAC youth? Anybody just raise your hand real high. All right, so we have a lot of people. See, this is the idea of people who continue to grow in their faith, and it's not just about youth ministry. It's about becoming productive. We, we are blessed to have people who have come out of our ministry. Keith Kozik, who directs our junior high ministry, has come out of this church. Brent Fail, who directs fifth and sixth grade ministry, has come out of this church. In fact, we had an intern from Moody Bible Institute uh, over the last 10 weeks, uh, Evan Miranda, and he has come out of this church. It's exciting to see the process of discipleship continue and continue. It's been said that life is like driving a car. We need to glance in the rearview mirror, and we need to gaze through the windshield. Looking back, it's been a great year. We uh, averaged over 150 students weekly in our ministry. We had uh, 20 plus, we have 20 plus students uh, working with underclassmen on a weekly basis. We have weekly Bible studies in small groups. We have had monthly service projects. We have done retreats for junior high and for senior high. And we've had a huge uh, uh, event that we call Life Conference. And we had over 60 of our students go meeting with 7,000 from all across the country. It was a a phenomenal experience. We also want to minister to our kids socially, and we have opportunities for that uh, as well. Again, our goal is to do our part in the disciple-making process of leading kids to Christ and up in him. I read an article by a man by the name of Barrett Johnson, How to Raise a Pagan Kid in a Christian Home. It says... Every imperfect and normal family wants their kids to turn out right. So we establish goals for character development and try to create an environment where our kids can mature. Church, school, sports teams, family relationships. Each of these provides a context where our kids can learn to love their neighbor as themselves. Unfortunately, our good objectives might have absolutely nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we inadvertently end up raising pagans instead of Christians. Too many times, Christian parents have it as their goal to make their kids good and moral. It is as if the entire purpose of their family's spiritual life is to shape their children into law-abiding citizens and to stay out of trouble. The whole problem with this goal is that it, it runs in stark contrast to what the Bible teaches. The gospel is not about making bad people moral, but about making dead people alive. If we teach morality without the transformation power of the gospel and the necessity of a life fully surrendered to God, then we are raising moral pagans. We want to be more about developing what Christ wants us to develop in the lives of our students, a life that is surrendered fully to him. As we gaze into the future, we see fully alive missionaries and pastors and spirit-filled workers of every kind and in every field, people like you. Pray for us as we endeavor to disciple leaders and to develop them. Pray for us as we share the gospel, as we serve our community 
as we go into the Dominican Republic, as you may have seen uh, earlier this summer we're going, our future is bright. We have great students coming from great families. We want them to be dead to self and alive in Christ. He must become greater. I must become less. Let's look together and work together to prioritize life transformation. Bob? Thanks, Bill. Good morning. Uh, they sound a little down then. I'll try to get them going for you. I am Bob Thomas, and I'm the executive pastor, but I'm also the missions pastor. I'm also Italian, so it's hard to hold a microphone with one hand and not move. But I'm going to try. I want to talk to you this morning about missions. And I want to talk to you uh, really about my vision for missions in 2014 at CAC. And it's pretty simple. But first I want you to know that we support, I think most of you know this, all of the Christian and Missionary Alliance international workers in the world through giving to the Great Commission Fund. Done that for years. We'll continue to do that. But there's a subset of those that are our partners We've developed specific partnerships with some of those CMA workers around the world. And you should be seeing uh, some pictures of them. And they're just going to roll through. Do we have those slides? Yes, no. They're working on it. So you get to look at me in the meantime. Um, the pictures will, will, will come up. And if they don't, you'll be able to see them later. We have developed these partners. There they are. Um, there are people in serving in the Dominican Republic serving in Green Mountains, in Indonesia, as well as in Senegal. And they are, uh, again, they are Christ Community Alliance Church's partners. They're all within the, uh, the CMA, Christian Missionary Alliance, but they are our partners. We have a special relationship with them. When we send teams, and in 2013 we sent four teams, they all went to the locations where these partners are. In 2014, we have several trips planned. Bill just mentioned one of them with the, the youth. There's going to be an adult trip that goes to the Dominican. There's going to be an adult trip that goes to Senegal as well. And there may be others because it's still early. We may have some other trips planned for 2014. We take those short-term trips really for three reasons, with three purposes in mind. One, we want to encourage and come alongside these partners. Second, we want to have a, a positive impact on the national church or with the people that our partners are working with. And then the third reason really is that we want those participating in those trips to be transformed by their time of serving others internationally in a cross-cultural setting. We've seen God do some amazing things in the lives of people on those trips. We've taken several hundred over the years, and my hope is that we take several hundred more in the coming years. My vision for missions and CAC in 2014, really simple. I want each one of you, each one of you, by the end of 2014, to know by name and location just one of those partners. Just one. That's it. My hope is that by the end of the year, each of your families will know one of their families. You'll know their name, their location. You'll know the, the setting, uh, uh, the kind of the situation that they're serving in. You'll be able to pray for them specifically. Maybe some of you will begin to correspond with them, to get their email updates, to build a relationship with them, a partnership with them. 
We talk a lot. You've heard a lot this morning about being intentional in relationships and service. And that's what we want to do with these partnerships. If you think about it, these people are phenomenal examples of people that are intentional in their relationships and intentional in their service. Their ministries, all of them have as a foundation relationships. They're certainly intentional in service. They've left their homes. They've left their, left their families, their cultures in order to serve the Lord as well as other people. And my hope is that as you get to know them, they will challenge you as, as I have been challenged by getting to know them to be more intentional in relationships and service here in Butler. Really, my hope is that as we hear about what they're doing and how people are being transformed by faith in Christ, it will encourage us. And as they hear about what's happening among us, that people are being transformed by faith in Christ, it will encourage them and strengthen them. And they will continue to do the hard work necessary to see people come to Christ, to, to be growing in wisdom, to be transformed by faith. Really, that's my vision. Mutual encouragement. Mutually challenging one another so that people here in Butler and around the world are more and more being transformed by faith in Christ. Will you join me in that journey? That's my desire. That's my vision for 2014. Ben, you come up. Thanks so much for your time. Name like Bob Thomas is Italian? <laughs> I'm thinking... My, uh, my Antonio Savini, that's Italian. Antonio Savini, but my, not Bob Thomas. My mother's father's name was Angelo Marcucci. Okay. <laughs> I believe it, Mom. I don't know if all of you had the opportunity to read this. They're out there. There are a number of them still available, and I encourage you to do that. One of the things you notice this morning, and obviously as you read this, that you will see beyond what you normally see on Sunday morning. Some of you may see ministries that you've not seen in a while. Others of you really aren't aware of what God's doing around this campus. And it gives you the glimpse inside of seeing what God has done and how blessed we really are. One of the things you may have noticed in here is that Bob and I made a pretty significant transition in our ministry roles this past year and continues in this coming year. It's detailed more in the annual report, but we've made a significant change in our primary roles. Bob not only oversees missions, which obviously you've heard about now, oversees facilities and finances and the office staff. Bob this year has now overseen all the ministries of our senior staff. Now that's a pretty significant transition for one person to make, overseeing all of those ministries and overseeing our senior staff. I then have made a particular decision to function in my primary ministry roles of Sunday morning teaching and preaching and pastoral care all of which are enormous undertakings. When you fully understand the things that fall under Bob's supervision and the amount of energy and sheer numbers to oversee pastoral care for over 1,000 people. But we really believe that both are fulfilling our ultimate calling and the best utilization of our gifts and passion. And to be really honest with you, they're enormous responsibilities, especially in light of what I'm about to ask you to consider. How many of you, I'm going to be really flat out honest, how many of you really honestly enjoy being here? How many of you have friends who do not attend church? People that you know that do not attend church. How many of you have friends who you know do not know Christ as Savior? 
And how many of you would love to see your friends and members of your family find answers to eternal life, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord, through the ministries of Community Alliance Church? How many of you? Are you honest about that? i got to believe you are. On September the 5th, this may sound different when we're talking about 2014, but on September the 5th, in the year 2015, Community Alliance Church will be 110 years old. September the 5th, 2015, Community Alliance Church will be 110 years old. Now, that's a pretty significant milestone. We're only a few years younger than the denomination of the Christian and Missionary Alliance that we serve with. What if by September of that year, 2015, we're able to minister to 1,500 people who attend Community Alliance Church? 15 by 15. That makes sense, right? It's easy to remember. It's easy to understand. 1,500 people who come here on a regular basis to hear the message of Jesus, who would take advantage of all the ministries that God has blessed us with, who could see their lives change forever, who would have the opportunity to find what you have found in Christ. We will do absolutely everything we possibly can to do really well what God has called us to do. We will continue to offer life-changing truth to your young people and to your children. We will continue to offer services that are exciting, uplifting, and really exalt the name of Jesus. We will offer relevant biblical teaching and preaching. We will continue to explore the Word of God. We'll offer series on marriage and the family and series on how to reach your family and friends for Christ. I will continue to do everything I possibly can to keep that person awake. I will do everything I possibly can to improve in my teaching and my preaching. If you will consider who you would love to see as a part of our CAC family. A lot of churches, in an effort to try to reach more people, talk about a theme. And the theme for many of those churches is each one, reach one. It's easy to remember. It makes sense. Do you realize for us to be 1,500 by September of 2015, we'd only need two of you to reach one. Or two of you would only have to reach one. One person in 20 months. I mean, when I shared with Bob the other day what I was talking about on Sunday morning, he said, man, you're talking about a God-sized goal to be 1,500 people in a year and a half. But when you narrow it down to one person in 20 months, one person in a year and a half, a year and a half to encourage and be a part of someone else's life in a year and a half. One person that you as a couple or a family could reach out to, one more person who could find the answers to life and future in Christ that you have found. Think about it. Look at your spouse or a member of your family. I mean, right now, just turn and look at somebody in your family or remember your spouse and honestly think, Mike, we could do that, right? I mean, does it really sound that impossible? One person in 20 months? One person in a year and a half? Some of you invited people last month or a week ago or a year ago. One person in a year and a half. One person in 20 months. I've got to believe that as you looked at one another and thought about the concept and think about it throughout the day, someone will come to your mind, right? Someone as a family, someone as a couple that comes to your mind when you think about who would that one person be, one person in our life that needs to find what we have found in Jesus? He obviously says you love this place. You enjoy coming here. You've seen Jesus change your life. 
You know what we offer. You've heard what we're all about. Does someone come to your mind? One single individual in a year and a half. One person in 20 months. One person who doesn't go to church. One person who quit going to church. One person who's been disillusioned by church. One church, one person who's been burnt by a church. I got to believe when you think through that process, someone comes to your mind. Someone who doesn't know or been disillusioned by church or quit going or has been burnt by a church. One person that you know who doesn't know Jesus. One person that you would love to see find what you have found in Christ. One person that can live for all eternity because they found Jesus as their Savior. We're going to double on Christmas Eve. There'll be 2,000 people on Christmas Eve. If you come and see one of those, i got to believe that you'll think, there he is. There she is. That's the person that I'd love to see here in January. I'd love to see here in March. Love to see here in September. One person. John Stumbo is the new president of the Christian Missionary Alliance. Every month in the middle of the month, he sends out a, a message, an 11-minute message on the 11th of every month to lead pastors of churches all across America. In the one that he just launched in, February, in November, he talked about the founder of the Christian Missionary Alliance. He was doing it in New York City. and talked about the roots of the CNMA in that particular city. Near the end of that particular message, he talked about a magazine called The Alliance Life that was to launch on New Year's Day in 1882. In that, A.B. Simpson, the founder of this denomination, talks about the fact that churches are responsible for the welfare of two million individuals in that particular area. Many of them, many of them brought up by godly parents who now never go to church. He's disturbed by what was going on in the city because the city itself had seen significant growth, but the church didn't. He said in the last five years, there have been an increase of 165,000 people, but not one increase in any church. He said that number represents the cities of Cleveland, Buffalo, and Washington, all put together that have come to this particular community, but not one church has been added to them. Where are the Christians? They've fallen asleep. Somehow it seems to me they've been discussing nice theories and preaching beautiful sermons and letting people die without Jesus. They've been riding to heaven in sleeping cars while trains upon trains of perishing people plunge into the darkness saying, does anyone care for me? Simpson's work is fantastic. His strategy is fascinating. His passion is obvious. He gives a remedy in this long article and says, the remedy for our spiritual situation is repentance of professing Christians, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the revival of evangelistic work in the Christian church. And then he finishes with a statement called, let us awake. <clears throat> He said, let us then awake from our respectability. Let religion cease to be an amusement. Let it become a holy trust. Let the churches open their doors freely to all people from every neighborhood and every area and invite them in. Let ordinary people go wherever they can to bring people together, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Spirit and the simplicity of love. Let the interests of our church be forgotten and the honor of Christ and the peril of souls be remembered. Let us give up our pleasure and selfishness and ease and prepare for hard work. And above all, let us cry to the mighty word of God and the power of his spirit that the breath of life can come into our lives and get a soul, an army of soldiers of the cross. 
we'll find that there are enough resources for all of us. If we're touched by the consecrating power of God to save this city, any city, or to save the world. His passion burnt through every paragraph, not because of who he was, but because of the Spirit of God within him. <coughs> John went on to say the Spirit of God calls us to our cities with the same kind of seriousness, the same kind of passion, and the same kind of concern that our founder has. And then he challenges us as leaders of the Christian and Missionary Alliance to come under the power of God with a kind of passion that stirs in any city. May we contextualize our ministry in such a way that we see our cities embrace our cities, that we see the unchurched among us, to go to our knees and discover what God is calling us to do as we continue in this adventure called the Christian and Missionary Alliance, bringing people into the kingdom of God forever. When I read that, I thought, how appropriate, because it's really what we really want to do as well, to see God stir our hearts for that one person that yet doesn't know Jesus, that we can have, not only as a part of the CAC family, which would be awesome, but even more than that, the kingdom of God. You join me? I'm going to be here. And I'm going to stay for it. I'd love for you to join me in the effort. Father, we thank you for your grace. It is amazing, and we are so blessed. And so, Father, we thank you for the ministries of Community Alliance Church and the things we've been able to celebrate this morning. We thank you for the lives of people who've been changed forever by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Students and children and families and parents and couples and single individuals, that single mom and single dad and throughout the years have seen Jesus change their life. They've been transformed by faith in Christ. They're really growing. They're very intentional in serving you and very intentional in connecting with other people. And so, Father, we are just standing in awe of what you have done and what you entrust into our care. Not only these lives and these children, but the gospel. And so we want to steward that really well. Steward our resources well. We'll steward our people well. We really want to steward the gospel well and serve you with it. But we look forward to what you'll do. We are so delighted that, as Bill said, we can look in the rearview mirror and see how blessed we are. But we are so excited that we can look through that visual glass in front of us and see a future that is unbelievable. And we look forward to what you'll do in us and through us as we touch this community for Christ, in whose name we pray. Don't leave, because every time I say amen, you all get ready to get up. Those of you who are members of Community Alliance Church, if you need to take out this flyer, if you could, please, we would really appreciate that. Yeah, it's in your bulletin. It's in your bulletin. It looks like this. Can't miss the color. Yeah, if, you can, if you're a non-member, you can give it to a member if someone beside you doesn't have one, but it's in your bulletin. What I'd love for you to do is then take that out. And if you're a member, we're going to trust you. We're not going to take a name. You don't have to put your name. We're just trusting that you're a member of Community Alliance Church. Place your name, approve the budget. You've had it in here for a week, and you've looked through it in the back. If you had any opportunity to have questions, one person came in and saw Bob uh, for a lengthy discussion. Uh, just put yes or no if you don't for whatever reason. And then the basic thing you need to do on the back is the profiles of three individuals, three godly men who are asking to consider serving on our board of advisors. You need to circle two of those three names. Would you do that? 
Circle two of those three names. Doesn't count if you don't check member. So would you do that for sure, please? Circle two of those three names. Fold it once. You can see their profiles on the back. If It'll give you a little bit more time. And then one of those individual men that were standing up uh, a moment ago are going to be at the door. And if you can fold it and hand it to them on the way out, we would appreciate that. I, I can't thank you enough for being a part of our family and being a part of what God's doing here at Community Alliance Church. And we trust that you will continue to be blessed by God as we serve him together and look forward to what he's going to do in these coming years. God bless you. Uh, if you're done with that, you hand it to one of those gentlemen on the way out. And we'll see you next Sunday. Next Sunday morning, going to be fun. We're going to start a Christmas series, and we will have fun starting it. You don't want to miss it. See you then.